Music and fun. Miskin Radio. So my first guest tonight, though, is comedian Bentley Browning. Hello, Bentley. Hello, Kieran. And our musician in this session is Dover's Will Thomas. Welcome, Will. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, as for you, get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag #thekpsessions and on Snapchat and Instagram as well for behind-the-scenes stuff. So, uh, comedian Bentley Browning. Um, now you're going up to Edinburgh in in August, but the show you're taking up there, you started writing it on the train on the way back from last year's Edinburgh Fringe. That's true because I did this show in Edinburgh. It was a character show, and it, it just didn't get enough. The first half of the run, we got a few people in. Then we got quite a few people in, but the concept of it didn't work. Uh, as much as I wanted it to. It's called Rubbish Rebel. It was me in various guises dressing up with different characters. People didn't really get the concept. So on the train on the way back, I thought, well, I've seen all these shows about relationships. They, they're doing well. And I thought, you know, what's something I've consistently got wrong in life? Relationships. So I just sort of started <laughs> writing this show and thought, I'm going to do this for a year. And my gosh, I wish I hadn't. But anyway, um, yeah, so Edinburgh, it's a show about relationships called Tinder Rehab. And it's been, it's been a year of writing. Yeah, which is way too long um, because there's ups and downs. But no, mm. it's great de- dedicating a, a year to doing a show because I never do long-term projects, and that to me is really long-term. And I don't know, it's just satisfying. It's fun, you know. Is it? Is it literally every day something's been added to it or taken away, or is it yeah, like leave you're, it a week, out, go back in a week? Yeah, you're doing all these open mic gigs and taking stuff out which bombs badly, mm. and then you'll get a good laugh on something. Think, oh, I'll develop that, and it's just a real painful process. But it is just ultimately rewarding. I'm convincing myself. Now, with with the with the character stuff last time, I mean, was it was it was it particularly successful? Because we, how difficult is it to do character comedy as opposed to straight stand up? Well. I, for me, I had an acting background, so going into characters is actually easier mm. than me just doing straight stand-up. But uh, so I was just trying to use my sort of front foot and go in just doing something I could do, which is acting as characters. Um, it, no, it was good, but it's just the concept of the show didn't really b- b- drag them in. But once they were in, the people I got in with flyers and cajoling them, they enjoyed it. Um, but I just thought. I got sick of wearing wigs and glasses and costumes and shoving things down my vest to make look like a woman. So I thought, well, no, I'm going to do it as me, but just slipping in and out of the characters with, with minimal costumes or none. How do you create the, the characters? Are they people that you've met before? Do you know what? That's interesting because I'm sure half of them are people I've met. Sometimes you meet a character and you just think, oh, my gosh, you know. Because um, I met a bloke once and he was like, I talk like that and I mean, yeah, yeah. A, bit of a bit of a tout, yeah. And it's like, you know, I've got, he's like a comedy character. I've got to put him in. Same with, um, I, I uh, worked for a radio station. There was this, when would you talk like this, you know what I mean? You know, I used to be in the glamour industry. And I thought, I've got to use that. So you do take in all sorts of um, mm. inspirations and characters. But I think some are sub-personalities buried down in you. Because I grew up in Sheffield. And one of my characters is a Sheffield guy. And I'm sure it's all these sort of rock characters I was around. I do a failed rock star called Steve Plimpton. And he's like, ah, you know, it's all, everything's a bit like, well, listen to me, I know what I'm doing. And, and it's just sort of imbued in my blood system from when I grew up, I think. So there might be like a home video somewhere of you. It's basically like Little Bentley. And now you're bringing him onto stage now. That's what it was. Yeah, they say, yeah. You access your inner child if you want to do comedy. <laughs> and so Will, Will Thomas is going to be doing... Uh, uh, two last songs later but you're actually in a band yourself as well Bentley me yeah Explode the TV very apt for radio why Explode the TV do you know what I'm trying to remember because um, it's about five years ago we christened a band um, we were just sick of television and we could foresee its doom and um, we just thought let's go for something zeitgeisty 
Mm. And sort of aggressive and happening, and so exploded TV it was. I think it came from a little news story that was around about a few years ago when the taxes were just exploding for some reason, and so the word explode stuck in our heads. Mm. Now we're going to put we, we we did a little video of you earlier on Instagram. I think we're going to have to put a photo up because one of the many claims of fame that you have, you're a, people mistake you for David Cameron, think you look like David Cameron. Yeah, why or was it a drunk guy that said once that you look like David Cameron? Yeah, no, I've done a lot of David Cameron work, unbelievably, but I have to have my hair short and pushed back. And uh, so hence I'm growing this sort of like, you know, uh, indie curtains haircut just to try and get rid of the Cameron thing out of my s blood system. But I have done a lot of work as Cameron, you know, ITV. What, yeah, what is, what is work sorts. as David Cameron when you're not David Cameron? Um, what, well, you, yeah, um, am I allowed to mention TV stations? Yeah. No. No. But just <laughs> <laughs> well, you're allowed to mention David Cameron. Just go on my YouTube work. channel, you'll see different work I've done. It's often parodying him. Right. Or Cameron, I did one thing, Cameron as Posh Spice. So you had an incongruous mix of both of them. Yeah, I know, confusing. So dressed up as a woman, yet Cameron at the same time. It was in a week that all those top people lost their jobs. Yeah. Farage. Um, pretty much every week now, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was, it, what was like the first time someone said, you look like David Cameron? Do you know, it was someone, um, who was a girlfriend I was actually living with at the time. And she just said, you know, you look like David Cameron. I was like, what? You're joking me. And me being such a sort of um, wanting to get on in show business, went, oh, I'll give it a go, though. Yeah. And I did a picture <laughs> and I got on this agency. They said, yeah, great, we'll get you work. And I was like, you're joking. And I picked up loads of work. So... Um, but it is tricky living on a council estate when you're going to work in a suit and tie dressed as Cameron. <laughs> it's not safe, I tell you. <laughs> Was it safe for David Cameron himself? Nobody will ever know. <laughs> um, okay, so this is uh, Bentley Browning, comedian and actor, and Will Thomas. Will's going to be doing a couple of songs. We're going to be talking about uh, his tour of, of Scotland as well, right here on Miskin Radio. <laughs> the Devil at Your Door, that's by Sophie James. Uh, so, we've got uh, musician Will Thomas, he's from Dover, and we've got comedian and actor Bentley Browning in with us as well. Uh, Bentley mentioned that he does some sort of David Cameron lookalike work. We've just uh, tweeted something from our Instagram page, and uh, I, sh you, I would recommend to look at it. Our Instagram, just search <laughs> the Kieran Paul sessions, and it is <laughs> blooming funny. Um, so, please, please do have a look at that. Uh, obviously, though, while staying in the same room, your radio's in, so you can listen to us at the same time. Uh, so, uh, Will... Um, You've got, a, you've got a Scottish tour coming up uh, in August. Yeah, uh, 24th of August till the 2nd of September. Uh, the shows are mostly up in the Highlands, but I'm really looking forward to it with my first time in Scotland. And uh, yeah, it should be really good fun. And because you're obviously in Scotland at the same time Bentley is for The Fringe. Mm. So you're going to be both in Scotland at the same time, but you're not at The Fringe, you're just doing Scotland. No, I'm doing separate tours. Yeah. There's literally, but because you're in David, do you realise that's literally the furthest point in the UK you've got to have gone to tour? Yeah, I do now that I've Google mapped it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just not Scotland, we're down south. Yeah. Um, and it's through. Uh, Luke Jackson, another uh, Kent singer-songwriter, he's from Canterbury, he's, he's done, a, he's done a, a session on this show before as well, a lovely chap, and he's doing really well, yeah. and it was, you toured with him in Europe. Yeah, oh, well, Luke and I have been, f we, we went to Canterbury College together uh, about seven years ago now, a long time, we've been friends ever since, I used to just be a guitarist, I never used to do sort of like singer-songwriters or any sort of folk music, and, uh, and then after a while, sort of like just after we left college, I got into the whole like songwriter thing, got really into artists like Rayla Montaigne mm. and, uh, and Foy Vance and uh, started writing my own songs. Obviously Luke's been doing it solo a long, longer than I have 
and uh, and has always like kind of been, as a mate been helping me out and taking me on tours and things with him, like doing opening acts and uh, and this more recent one was uh, doing the shows in uh, in Europe across Belgium, Holland and Germany, which was uh, a great experience last month. With like when you're performing in other countries, um, is it any different to sort of English audiences have you found? They pay yeah. you probably. Yeah. <laughs> What's and, that? Uh, and it's, it seems it seems to be people actually turn even if it's in small villages or in towns with stuff going on, if people see that there's a an act on or like a, a musician playing, people will turn up for the show even if they don't know you just to check you out. Whereas mm. in England, you have to be quite well established before mm. people will come out just to see you in a show in a bar somewhere. And uh, yeah, and audiences vary from country to country. Sort of like in the Netherlands you'll get like three claps per people for per, per person who's in there and then they'll come up afterwards and buy the most CDs of the night and in Germany they'll go absolutely crazy and yeah. love you and then lot will just leave wow <laughs> yeah. so yeah so it's just different places different cultures I guess. whereas in England no one claps or buys the yeah. CDs <laughs> they just stare at you in icy silence yeah. <laughs> just the sound guy in like the bar right yeah. the bar <laughs> Um, okay, uh, well, this is Will Thomas, and uh, I'll let you introduce your, your first live song. Brilliant. Uh, this track's called Come the Autumn, and it's the title track of my new EP. Corbwood streets and roads cease to wind. High rise rooftop. So burning in the sunshine Cigarette smoke is filling up the air I'll be home real soon, my dear City hard where the river ebbs and flows Boys in orange jackets where they're tearing up the road so much hustle and bustle I'm struggling to hear I'll be home with you soon, my dear I'll be home come the autumn When the wind's chilled against your cheek When the days start to lose their warm and the song to finish their song I'll be home Be you soon My dear Foreign stone Beneath my feet The engine's kicking Now nothing But steam And heat Too many drinks And I can't See clear, I'll be home real soon, my dear. I'll be home come the autumn when the wind's chilled against your cheek. When the days start to lose their warm the song, birds to finish their song, I'll be home real soon, my dear. Cause these city nights are restless And I'm struggling to sleep My body's feeling hollow And my soul is feeling cheap I'll be back in your arms swiftly There's never need to fear I'll be home with you soon, my 
my dear. That is Will Thomas uh, with Come the Autumn. Uh, that's his first last song. He's going to be doing another one in around about eight minutes' time. Um, now, this, this time last week, uh, we had Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Crow, who, a.k.a. Wolf Sunder, that's his stage name, and a comedian, Connor Kentin. And this is what happened after the uh, first live song that Lawrence did. I sat here as well, I can tell you got a couple of fillings, so... I, I mean, you really, you really go for that. There. Yeah, yeah, go tooth there. There you go. I try and, that's like my in my art that I do, I always put a gold tooth nice. in, in everyone. It's like a, my oh, second Yeah, I was really impressed, man. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. So that was a genuine response from Connor Kent, comedian. Sat where you are, Bentley, now. And then Lawrence has just done this song, and he said, he basically, he's, he was saying that he knew Lawrence put in a lot of effort because he saw his fillings. And wow. it was because he opened his mouth, obviously, very wide to sing. Yeah, I've seen Lawrence's uh, Have you Have you seen his feelings? It's very... It's very uh, I, th I think so. I've never, I've never kept an eye out for them. But it was one probably. of the strangest compliments <laughs> I've ever, ever heard. It's yeah. very, very peculiar. No, it's true. People like open mouths. I know it's weird, but they actually do like because yeah. it's expression. Yeah, it's a singer's rule, I think. I had yeah. clapped, by the way. Oh, it was I, lovely. I, yeah. I want that to be known. Well, there is, there is. To be honest, there's always an awkward moment because I never tell, like, I never tell anyone in the studio what to do after the, the first like live song. And some people, like, the the person, yeah, the guest always claps, and I'm like, I should have told them. Like, it's always really awkward. Yeah. Do you clap? Do you not? I don't know. So. We do it now. Good work. Yeah. Uh, good work. Thank you really very nice. much. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. But it's very, it's very awkward because no one knows. Like, yeah. do I clap or do I not? I don't know. Um, so we're going to be doing uh, another song in around about ten, uh, seven minutes' time, and you'll be able to see that as well if you go into the Miskin Radio Facebook page. You'll be able to see that as well as hear it. Uh, right now, though, last week uh, we had a world exclusive first play of Chasing Shadows' new record. It's called For Better or Worse. Okay, so now it's time for our uh, second live song uh, from Will Thomas. If you want to watch it as well as listening to it, just go onto the Miskin Facebook. I can speak, I promise, I do this. Miskin Radio Facebook page at M-I-S-K-I-N and you can watch it as well, so I'll let you introduce it. Hi, I'm William Thomas and this song's called Jack's Whiskey. Campfires roaring, embers glowing in the air Girls are all dressed up, boys act like they don't care Jack's dancing with whiskey in his right hand Smoke 20 cigarettes, probably smoke 20 more Cause we're all unbreakable, till our backs are on the floor Had one too many drinks, maybe one too many cans Jack's dancing, with whiskey in his hand Stars, they shimmer like sunlight on the sea And I lay my body under that old oak tree My mama told me, remember days like this With a close handful of friends, your heart born on your wrist 
Days are getting older and winter's drawing in But the one thing that I'm certain of is I'll see Jack dancing in the spring Thanks. That is Jack's whiskey uh, from uh, Will Thomas. Uh, vitally, vital question, who is Jack? He, Jack's uh, a friend of mine. Obviously, I changed the name for the song. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was about a night that we, look, just towards the end of one summer, a couple of years ago, when everyone was kind of going to uni in, like, different ways, and we realised we weren't going to be, like, camping up in the woods anymore for much longer. Mm. And it was, like, the sudden realisation of that. And, uh, and the entire night, my friend, Jack... Um, was uh, I was not doing very well for myself that night and I kept oh on falling me. asleep underneath a tree right. and, uh, but every time that I woke up he was just dancing around this campfire with a bottle of Jack Daniels and <laughs> every time that I woke up from my naps he the, there was less and less Jack Daniels in the bottle so yeah it was just kind of that and the realisation that we weren't going to be doing this for much longer but, uh, Coming of age. Sort yeah, of kind of. Okay, so that's Will Thomas. Uh, we've got Bentley Browning as well in the studio, comedian and actor. We'll be talking uh, to him again uh, very shortly about uh, some Union Jacks shorts and tight vests. <laughs> that is Skies uh, with their track afterwards. They're a Folkestone uh, synth pop duo, Ali and Jericho. Now it is time for this little beauty. Worst jobby wobby, worst jobby wobby, worst, worst, worst. So we like to ask our, our guests the worst job they've done, the worst jobby wobby they've ever done. Uh, sort of comedians, actors, musicians tend to do the weirdest, strangest, most peculiar jobs uh, to ensure they can sort of continue doing their art. Uh, so comedian and actor Bentley Browning, what is your worst jobby wobby? By far and away, the worst job I've ever done was at a mental hospital, Middlewood Mental Hospital in Sheffield. I was working the laundry chute. So for eight hours a day, I was unloading bags of soiled laundry onto a chute. I had to open the bag up, put it down onto the laundry chute and just send it on its way. And I had the worst job, I think, in the entire hospital. In the world? (laughs) Yeah, in the world. And um, it scarred me for life. But everything in my life has been upward ever since compared to that moment. But um, it was sweetened by the fact that uh, the mother of s- the late Steve Clark from Def Leppard also worked further down the chute when the clothes were a bit cleaner. <laughs> and she was obviously a happier woman because she gave me um, a Union Jack Def Leppard vest and uh, short combo that they were selling in the United States. And uh, I felt really cool, but incredibly disturbed and dirty for <laughs> quite a summer that day. That did you did you ever year. walk into the hospital just wearing Union Jack shorts? No, I kept it well away from the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I just, no, no, no. And uh, yeah, I, but scarring, but uh, beautiful um, to, to meet her and talk about and pretend that I was a rock star too. The look on Will's face when you were telling that story <laughs> was rather scared. <laughs> Um, that that's probably the worst. The the other the other the, the only one the only worst job I think that has also been on uh, is at the Brereton's uh, Mar- uh, band uh, Charlotte and Mark Brereton, uh, two siblings f- from Tumbridge Wells. And Mark, when he was sixteen, his first job was he worked in a morgue, but mm. overnight. 
and his mm. job was just to make sure like everything was okay and he just said of all these strange noises of gas oh, escaping from bodies yeah. and things like this and yeah. you know awful that, yeah. um and yeah that, that he would do he would be in this you know at 16 so that that's up there with yours i don't know yeah. i don't i don't know oh he'd have been in heaven on a laundry shoot then compared oh, to that yeah maybe i don't know well he might have got a nice pair of union jack shorts and vest um mm. And tomorrow, uh, so in, in, in Edinburgh, you're doing, in, sorry, in August, you're at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. You're in Hastings tomorrow, at the Hastings Fringe. Yes, Jenny Lind Pub tomorrow night, uh, doing the Tinder Rehab Work in Progress show. And then the following night, also in sunny Hastings, at a venue that I can't remember the name of, but it is on Facebook and everything. And um, can't wait to do it, because the Hastings crowd are just really up for it. I went to do a preview there a couple of months ago and it was just great fun because everyone's just by if it's sunny it's amazing it's just like a seaside gig hmm. well but you, you said it good what happened with the lady at the bar ah yeah yeah that was last year um they did a venue where there was a open door to the bar and people were just sort of like putting their heads in like oh what's going on here and a woman walked right up to the side of the stage and she was on her phone to a friend, and she's going. And I was on stage. She was about two feet away from me. Everyone could see her. And she was on the phone to a friend. She said, "Are you coming down the comedy? Yeah, you're not missing much." <laughs> so which got the biggest <laughs> laugh of my set. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I just carried on in a very lame way, and then just left the building. <laughs> how long? How long did you have uh, to do? between the end of the set and when no, she interrupted quite quite a long time about 40 minutes more <laughs> 40 uh, <it> was <laughs> and uh, luckily she she disappeared but oh yeah did her friend come or not shot did down. they did they did her I'm friend too, i was sweating too much and concentrating on the few people who were there that i didn't even notice yeah but uh it did destroy me for a good Half an hour, <laughs> but like, and now with I, I don't know, I'm not so sure about that fringe, but definitely like with the Edinburgh fringe. One of the things is you will perform one night to fifty and one night to two. That is <laughs> yes. the nature, isn't it, of of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? The average attendance is six apparently because there's three thousand shows. Yeah, three thousand shows of, of doing yeah. comedy. So yeah, it's, it's, it, an, it's an incredible thing to to sort of have to go through. I guess it's more it's as much a mental battle as like an actual battle of sort of being entertaining. Definitely, I completely agree. It's kind of addictive as well. You think, no, next year, no, I'll take a rest. But it comes down round, and you think, no, I don't want to miss out because everyone else I know is doing it. And you just get swept up in this sort of like stream of like, oh, comedians are going there. But I'm going to vow maybe, maybe next year concentrate on something else. But who knows? Mm. Who knows? I'll, what I'll do is I'll clip that up for you and send it to you, that little bit of audio of you saying, I don't <laughs> know about next year, and then you'll be there again next year. Will. Because it, because there's so like you say there's three thousand shows there's so many comedians there it is like a great big family up there isn't it like you go you walk down the street and you see other comedians you know and it's very 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 supportive. Well, it's an incredible thing to do, and I also do it as a uh, because I run a comedy course obviously in London. So to be up at Edinburgh is just fantastic for my my comedy course down in London. It's just even if even if I did an awful show, it didn't go well. It's still brilliant to be in uh, Edinburgh. You know, and it's great. It has a cross feed of um, demand in in uh, London for my comedy course, which is so. Because a lot of people up there are doing lots of things connected with comedy, and they just put a show on just to promote their business, mm. which is fair enough. But with with the course that you do, is it, I guess it's a very special moment as well, where like you're seeing your students of comedy performing at Edinburgh, and you sort of yeah. see you know the person going, oh yeah, you know that's yeah. a student of mine. That's a big buzz seeing a lot of the comedians doing really well. That's, that's one of the joys of the job, definitely. Mm. But also, it's seeing people who are not very confident turn into confident people. That is incredible. Do you find like with with so when you when you're teaching comedy, do you find like 
people come as quite introverted and leave extroverted or they take that introvert you know that introverting nature with want for a better word onto stage with them and just remain at remain That's as it. that they realize that their their pain and their introvertedness and their weaknesses and idiosyncrasies are useful for comedy because mm. comedy is about pain and tragedy so yeah comedy and tragedy yeah it's, it's a really good thing they discover you know because in society it's supposed to be cool and sensible and rational the opposite can work in comedy mm. and it's very liberating yeah the gateway to your community miskin radio hello kieran here thank you for downloading if you get your podcast on itunes don't forget to click the subscribe button so you get a free podcast delivered to you every thursday of our best bits from that week's show and also on itunes do leave a review as well we love those and on facebook there's loads of video content you can watch as well just search the kieran paul sessions bye bye